Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Monday, June 5th. Yes, I said Monday, June 5th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. You've seen them on a Thursday. You saw them on a Tuesday. Yes, they work on a Monday. Bill Curlick and Mark Porter are here. There's been some scheduling changes. Dave will be here tomorrow. He has some stuff to take care of, so I am filling in with my guys here. One thing we need to go over real quickly, we did this last week, it's very important. If you are watching the show on YouTube and are not a subscriber, please press pause and hit the subscribe button. If you are a podcaster, please hit the follow button. That way, uh, this podcast will be delivered right to you. Um, Subscription-wise, either way, podcast or YouTube or the podcast system you use, be it Stitcher or, you know, the Apple, we need you to subscribe or follow. It helps us tremendously on the back end. Um, It does wonders for the show. Now, algorithmically, and that was hard for me to say out loud, I'm not really sure why it does. I just know that I need everybody who wants to participate in this show and enjoy it, subscribe or follow. Boom, that's taken care of. Now, the Dean has rolled several prominent crystal balls towards Columbus, and we are going to break down both of them right now. Since the last show, Tavian St. Clair, a quarterback from Ohio, crystal ball from Bill. If you felt a little something in the air when he rolled that, we'd all did. And then a wide receiver from the DMV, Elijah Moore, out of Good Council High School in Olney, Maryland, also after a visit this weekend. So let's start with this, Tavian St. Clair making a run at the 2024 class prospect we talk about the most on this show. He's done nothing to hurt that with the offers he's added and the crystal ball. So since we last convened, the Louisiana State University and Alabama offered Tavian St. Clair just to make everything a little more interesting. And then Bill rolled the crystal ball down there. Let's talk about that, Bill. Why you rolled the crystal ball? Um, 
I was actually a little bit surprised. In fact, when Bill rolls a crystal ball, sometimes I nod my head. This one, I actually reached out to him to make sure we were on track. And he said, oh, yeah. So, Bill, bring us back to it, and then uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, I'll go back a little bit um, before Tavian was even offered. I had been saying that I thought that uh, there are three quarterbacks that uh, could end up in the Ohio State as the Ohio State 2025 quarterback. Then uh, Tavian got offered, and I said that uh, one of those three quarterbacks is going to be the guy. I really felt confident. We talked about this on the show last, uh, I don't know, whatever, Tuesday, Thursday, whichever day that was, um, that they had offered uh, now Tavian St. Clair, Ryan Montgomery, and Bryce Underwood. And I felt strongly and still do feel strongly that one of those three is going to be the guy in this Ohio State class. Um, the guy with the momentum right now is, in my mind, is Tavian St. Clair. He worked out for Corey Dennis um, at a practice at the end of May and was extremely impressive, so much so that they said, you know, there's no reason to wait any longer on this guy. It's time to offer him. He was that impressive. Um, and I'll say Mark has been on this uh, on this boat for quite some time, talking about Tavian St. Clair and just how good he is. Um, he showed – Corey Dennis, in person, exactly that. Prior to that, at the uh, Elite 11 Regional in Maslin, Ryan Day was there and watched uh, as Corey, or I should say, as Tavian threw and, and was, was certainly obviously impressed. So he's had two chances in the past, say, month or so um, to impress Ohio State, and he did that with flying colors. So uh uh, you know, I think the guy with the momentum right now is Tavian St. Clair, and uh, I, I crystal balled him to Ohio State. As far as Elijah Moore. Hold on a sec, Bill. Let's finish up on uh, – I want to get Mark's comments on the Tavian St. Clair thing real quick. What's the vibe in Ohio, Mark, now that uh, I think we went through at least uh, the beginning of the cycle, the public view was that Montgomery was out in front and he had the Ohio State offer. Frankly, he's got a last name that's uh, very recognizable given his older brother's status. And then St. Clair made the move. Now, you were on top of that earlier as well. You should be, uh, considering the fact it's kind of your job. But <laughs> you uh, aren't surprised by what's going on. And the people around you that have talked to you about this when they've heard our show aren't surprised. Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll take you back uh, one year from last Friday. Uh, last Friday night, I was, at, I was at Toledo's camp, their Friday night lights camp. And I think I've started off every June at a Toledo Friday night lights camp. Tavian St. Clair was the show at that camp one year ago. College coaches, maybe D2, that were the quarterback coaches for the camp as they were working it again this year. I go, you remember last year at this time, there was an Ohio State quarterback working out here and no one really, you know, perked up or whatever. Did I lose you guys there for a second? But yeah, it, like we watched him last year and he was the show. And I was joking this year. I'm like, I wonder if we'll have a future Ohio State guy working out here that no one's talking about, that no one really cares about. But last year I walked away from that camp thinking, boy, this kid's really got something to him. He spins it. Uh, they, they talked about what a great baseball player he was again and what a great pitcher and what an arm. Uh, so when I went to see him, I think it was week five or six last year, I came right to the podcast. And I, I'd almost like to go back to that podcast and see exactly how I worded it. Because I remember being really 
strong opinion that, hey, this kid needs to be seen as eyeballs. Kind of like the same way this year I'm saying maybe that Justin Hill at Wooden Woods needs to be seen on the same level as uh, uh, Sonny Styles and some of those the Hicks kid. You know, like we sometimes when you see kids, but now that Bill has seen him, and I guarantee what I did and then what Bill did is the same thing that Ryan Day did. Ryan Day probably saw him at the Elite 11 and said, hey, Corey, go up there and see if what I was seeing was right because this kid really looked like he could do it. And I bet you when they came back and they said, yeah, we both saw the same thing, that's what spiraled it into an offer. And me knowing the college business the way I do, once that Ohio State offer was fired to him, oh, boy, Alabama's going to rewatch him. That Elite 11 tape is available for all of those big-time colleges. Mm-hmm. I bet you there were a lot of programs going to that tape because that's all they had on them. They didn't come in to see them like Corey did at his school. You know, the, the MAC had seen them. Other Big Ten schools had seen them. But, you know, these SEC schools aren't making a one trip up until they know there's something to bite on. Well, they were late to the party. Ohio State beat them to it. But I think there's going to be a lot more national interest in him and Last uh, week when we did the podcast, I'm like, wow, these kids, you know, saying they're going to wait a year to commit. Some of these bigger offers put a little steam in those sales because how do you not take a trip down to Alabama? How do you not take a trip to some of these other places? Because they are recruiting equals to Ohio State. I mean, they're the big boys on the block. There's only four or eight of them in the whole country. So, yeah, these kids may do a little shopping before they commit. But I still think, you know, and Bill may know that, this, this this race may end sooner than we think because there's a lot of pressure for someone to be at QB, you know, university with the way the quarterbacks are coming out of there. So it's kind of interesting now. Ryan Montgomery has a crazy offer list, including Georgia. St. Clair has a crazy offer list, including Alabama. So we've covered all our bases here in terms of stress looking elsewhere. What is the recruiting outlook for St. Clair going forward? Um, I know he's got some visits planned. I'm, you're reading my mind, Dan. As Mark want to do, Bill. As Mark was talking, I was writing, jotting a couple things down. He was kind of reminding me of a couple things that need to be addressed, and you just hit on it. One of the big things is what's the kind of plan going forward now with Tavian and and what to expect. And first of all, Mark mentioned baseball. He's he, he is a really good baseball player. He's a good basketball player too for that. He's a good athlete, period, a great athlete. He's not going to play baseball anymore. Um, it's for the time being football and basketball. And eventually it's not going to be basketball. It's going to be football. Um, he's going to be an early grad. I'm speaking of Tavian. Um, so, you know, he's, he's going to, move forward with football and as far as moving forward with the visits um after i saw him in person on wednesday at that seven on seven i said um that he is going to visit lsu this weekend which was this past weekend now and i said lsu's gonna offer him on that visit and they did um i also mentioned that he was going to camp uh at alabama and that's coming up still but alabama you know, they're seeing these offers come in, as Mark talked about, and they're thinking, we don't want to be the last of the table. So they did not wait until he got to camp. He's going to be at Mississippi State um, June 6th, which I believe I lose my track of days sometimes, but that is tomorrow. He's going to be at Mississippi State tomorrow. He's going to be at Alabama the next day. But Alabama saw LSU jump in. They saw Ohio State jump in, just like Mark talked about. And they just said, 
no reason to wait anymore. They they jumped in with an offer. So he'll be at Alabama this week. He's also going to go to Michigan. Um, and I, you know, I think anybody that would be shocked by Michigan offering uh, isn't following things very closely here. I expect them to, to offer him when he gets there. He's get, he scheduled an, uh, another visit to Ohio State. He's going to be at Ohio State on June 15th. Another chance for him and Corey Dennis and Ryan Day to all get together. We'll see him throw and all that. And they, they don't need to see him throw anymore, but they will. Uh, so we'll be at Ohio State June 15th. That's a one-day camp. He'll be back at Ohio State June 21st for the Montgomery-St. Clair Battle Number 2. It's a seven-on-seven team event, uh, so that'll be uh, very interesting. But it's moving quickly, and because of that, um, and, and talking to everybody involved here, I think Tavian is going to be uh, the first one of the three. This is just my opinion between Underwood uh himself and montgomery i think he's going to be the first one to 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 pull the trigger so to speak and make a decision and uh you know i just i know tennessee moved the needle for him and i'm sure that alabama is going to move the needle some too i just though have a hard time seeing him say no to ohio state thus the crystal ball bill mika hannah has a question for you and he was reading my mind or she i might add does that mean we'll be out on underwood if Tavian takes that spot in the class, then yes, because I don't see much of any way that there's going to be two uh, of the t- very top quarterbacks in the country from the same class in the Ohio State class. I just don't see uh, two of those three all both jumping into the Ohio State class. So, yeah, if Tavian takes that spot, I don't see Underwood being in the Ohio State class. And now. You know, things can change sometimes. I mean, hey, maybe to, maybe uh, uh, Ohio State loses the loser of the quarterback battle, and maybe they need an extra quarterback, and maybe one of these guys wants to jump in after that. Things can change. It's recruiting, but I just don't see that happening. You know, just there, there's a, a factor here that we always bring up. There's a bag of money somewhere for a quarterback, and at the end of the day, that could change any of these kids' mind tomorrow. You know, I think if you're the one of the top quarterbacks in the country, what's the going rate for these guys right now? You guys know what that is? That's the most important no. part. We have, I'll take we, it. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we haven't really got into that because it's kind of a hidden thing, but I've talked to some college coaches. Linebackers are going for a half a million. Uh, I mean, you know, so, I mean, who's got the who's got the million-dollar bag for one of these guys that says, you know what, I know you, you're from Ohio, and I know you'd love to go there, but – Here's a couple hundred thousand dollar house and here's, you know, a place on the water and, you know, come down here. You know, so this this whole game isn't traditionally the game that's been played. And I think the wild, wild west of NIL is going to rear its ugly head. And, and the quarterback position is the marquee position where if you're going to spend it, what did Quinn Ewers get? What did they give uh, the kid at Tennessee a year ago? One of these kids is going to get the bag, so to speak. Yeah, here's my. And, and I know we're going to go back into it's quarterback you, and you're going to make it in the NFL and all that stuff. But it's this not this, that. this position it's not is that. Get, is getting upfront money. You know, fair, they're fair, they're fair, the fair. one that's yeah. The quarterback at Ohio State, while he's at Ohio State, makes a lot of money. So I, I'm not yeah. 
There yeah, are other, I'm not saying there that's are other positions that, that I would be worried about. I, I, I don't I don't think there's any chance that money's going to play into this account. I agree with what you're saying, generally speaking. But when it comes to this particular position at this school, even beyond the. Yeah, and I don't mean to make it make it seem like we can't match anybody with, you know, whatever. And not to Stroud was doing very well, you know, like and I'm sure they'll bring very that up. Well. That, yeah, that the next guy will do even better. You know, as this goes forward, I mean, that's the nature of this piece. But uh, as Bill was pointing out, anything can happen. In the back of my brain, I'm like, yeah, that bag of money, to wherever it may go, may be very, very powerful. And we just, yeah, that's just a new factor. Look, theoretically, you're right in that if they, like, uh, let's say hypoth hypothetically, because Alabama is going through some issues at quarterback right now. I don't understand why the people – People are talking about Ohio State's quarterback situation with more stress than Alabama's. Go look at their depth chart, and they just took a running quarterback in the transfer portal that couldn't start it, you know, that got beat out of Notre Dame, but I digress. If someone came in with the Brinks truck offer, like decided, okay, this is the LeBron James of high school, yeah. then I then I get it. If someone's going yeah. to do enough to make your family financially independent from day one of college, I get it. But I just don't think quarterback at Ohio State that's one of the very, very few positions, I think. And maybe um, I think you phrased it very well. I think if there's a position in college sports that gets a Brinks, Brinks truck type of, it's going to be this position. It's not going to be, you know, linebacker or, you know, running back. Those are the dime a dozen positions. It's going to be the marquee position. And like you said, someone's going to get desperate and okay. say, okay, the, the going rate's a million. Let's give them a million four, you know, or something. So, that, that's going to happen. I mean, I don't mean to digress or derail this conversation sure. that way, but yeah. It'll be really interesting. Bill brings up the fact that he's going to Mississippi State. And I think we can all, on the face of it, say here, despite Dak Prescott's wonderful NFL career that causes me great stress, Mississippi State quarterbacks are not. I mean, I would be more than shocked if he goes to Stark Vegas. Now, if some Stark Vegas resident decides, I want Tavian St. Clair more than I want to, you know, have common sense. Business. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Like, like, but, but you're right. That's far fetched in, in the outer orbits, but I, I digressed us to it just because that's going to happen. It is going it, to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen in Ohio State, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't, and Ohio State doesn't have to do it, but that would be a trump card somebody else plays. It, Tennessee did it. They stole the best quarterback in the country yeah. a few years ago that had no business really going to Tennessee. And, you know, it was that type of deal. So, as St. Clair blows up and he goes on to these campuses and meets money men, so to speak, we shall see. Yeah, that's a great point. That was California quarterback Nicholas Iamaleva, who I went to watch the first time and was in a 7-7 seven and seven wearing pajama bottoms. But I digress. Bill, let's take a quick break here at the 17-minute mark, and Bill will come back with more indispensable knowledge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Bill, a lanky, explosive wide receiver visited this weekend named Elijah Moore out of Good Counsel High School in the DMV. Good Counsel is in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, one of the better athletic conferences in the country for basketball and football. Good Counsel produced recently a wide receiver you may have heard of named Stefan Diggs. Um, what is your thought? He obviously enjoyed his time in Ohio State. He was effusive in his praise in your article. Yeah, he uh, he had a great time, no doubt about it. Um, Elijah Moore is a six foot four wide receiver with speed. Um, you know, they've got it's to the point where they don't need any specific type of wide receiver because they've got all the types there. They've got the Brandon in a slot guy. They've got the uh, uh, Carnell Tate polished uh, guy. They've got the uh, the Marvin Harrison type a little bit, of, Noah Rogers a little bit bigger kid. They've got all the different types. Um, Elijah Moore is a six foot four guy with speed. Uh, he would, if he ends up at Ohio State, uh, I guess be the tallest of the group. But um, um, you know, he really just checks all the boxes. I mean, he's a, he's an outstanding prospect. He visited Ohio State this weekend, and right now he doesn't have any more official visits scheduled even. Um, and that's not to say he won't. He left it open a little bit to maybe scheduling Florida State, maybe getting back to Michigan, but those are maybes at this point. Ohio State's on top. He has no other visits scheduled. He had a fantastic time, um, thus the crystal ball pick. As long as Ohio State goes all in, I really, really like the Buckeyes' chances on that one, and that uh, I made the pick for him. Now, what does that mean for some other wide receivers like Jeremiah McClellan? I, you know, I think though they can get both of them in the class. You know, if you look at it, um, counting Brandon Ennis, who just got to Ohio State recently um, and was actually helping out with recruiting this past weekend, by the way. Um, but uh, counting him, they've got 11 wide receivers on scholarship. The usual number is 11 or 12. They're going to lose some guys. Everybody knows Marvin Harris. Where are they going, Bill? Uh, Emeka Ibuka, could he be gone? Absolutely. And, and you know, yes. there's, there's yeah. the others. They're going. Stop. So, yeah, they've got, the, uh, they've got space. On this show, we're not going to do that. Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., barring injury or calamity unforeseen, will be uh, first round. They'll need second accountants next year. I'll just yeah. Uh, I, uh, let's let's say they're going to be first rounders. Let's Marvin just... Harrison will be the first receiver off the board, and right now, I'll guarantee you in Vegas, you could not get good odds if you wanted to. Who's be second? Because it's going to be Ibuka. Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Yeah. And even even if uh, even if he's injured, we learned with Jackson Smith and Jig, but that doesn't, doesn't mean matter. you're not going. <laughs> doesn't matter. Jameson yeah. Williams blew his knee out. Remember that? Where'd he go? Yeah. So yeah, they're so you know I think they will be able to get four wide receivers in this class. Is my gut feeling right now? 
And uh, it's definitely going to be three. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind they're taking three. They've already got two five stars. Uh, they're going to take at least one more, and I could absolutely see two more. Okay, great. Mark, uh, you have a schedule that requires a monocle for me to look at it because <laughs> the type on the page is so small. What is your schedule for this week? And uh, if you could point out maybe the guys that have piqued your interest a little bit at each spot, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, sort of a rolling start. Toledo the other night and then Youngstown State tonight. So I got a home game. I'll be in town tonight. And it's a great night for me to see the local kids in town. Uh, the big timers probably aren't going to be working out at Youngstown State tonight, but I'll see young kids in the future. Uh, tomorrow night is the Build-A-Bridge Camp up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Kari Hooks and the Browns and some of the organizations up there have put on a great camp for 20 bucks. And it's largely a D2, D3 academic camp. There'll be some bigger schools there, but these guys are really serious about helping that next rung of players that's not the star. And I, and I kind of have a, a bleeding heart for that. You know, the, these guys are doing right by kids. And uh, I think they have 50 or 60 colleges committed from, you know, the D2s and D3. So for 20 bucks, if, if that's your level, that's a big time camp. So I always support that. Mark, that's where their next GM is coming from. You very well could be. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Wednesday is Michigan or Youngstown State. I am not exactly sure which Michigan camp is going to be their best, but I may be up there that day. Uh, Thursday's Ohio State. Uh, Bill and I will both be there. It's their first camp of the year. Uh, and Thursday's the, Thursday night is all the, also the Scouting Ohio uh, MBCA All-Star Game here in Youngstown. So throwing an All-Star Game to that schedule. Uh Friday, I will be at uh, the University of Akron Friday Night Lights Camp. And then uh, Sunday is the Pitt Camp. So through that week, I know we have another podcast coming this week. I'll probably turn around at my desk a few times and start reading off names. But at Toledo, I saw a bunch of tight ends that looked really good underclassmen from Elder and some other places. Uh, so much like a Ryan Montgomery. I saw him at the Toledo camp as an eighth grader. Davian St. Clair saw him as a sophomore freshman working out at that camp. So a lot of these other camps provide fruit for me that eventually comes up, you know, to the mainstream. Some good points here. Uh, my guy, John Schultz backs me up in terms of quarterbacks making cash. JJ McCarthy is making well in the seven figures this year. Yeah. CJ did quite well. Um, different pay scale. I would say the only other guy who's possibly doing that well right now at Ohio state, maybe Marvin Harrison jr. And, Deservedly so. All right, Bill. Grant Nichol, I wonder if he's related to Mandy. Long story inside. Did the recent official visit move – excuse me. Did the recent official visit move the needle with Dominic McKinley? Who is he and why should we be interested, William? Well, I think it did move the needle a little bit at least. Uh, and Dominic McKinley is a defensive lineman from Louisiana. Uh, Five-star. I might add, 6'5", about 290, uh, great player, um, had 86 tackles, if I remember right, and 10 sacks as a junior, um, and he did make his official visit to Ohio State this weekend, and he got to hang out with a couple Texas guys, Nigel Smith, uh, also, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, did make his official visit to Ohio State this weekend, and so did Daniel Cruz, so uh you know, him getting to hang out with the two guys from Texas, I think, was a good thing uh, because both are highly interested in Ohio State. Uh, in the case of Nigel Smith, it was his fifth visit to Ohio State this past weekend. 
shows a little interest. They always say, follow the visits. Well, <laughs> Nigel Smith has made him. So I think that was good that uh, even though Dominique is from Louisiana, he got to hang out with those Texas guys. Um, now, having said that, that it, that it moved the needle some, you know, I, 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 I know where he's going to visit in the next few weeks, and it's not going to be easy for Ohio State to remain uh, with the needle move because I think the needle could move again. Uh, Dominique is going to visit Texas A&M this weekend. He has Oklahoma the following weekend, and then after that he has Texas June 23rd. The kid also is less than a two-hour drive away from LSU. Uh, how easy is it to go in and uh, beat LSU for a kid in, in, a, in their backyard, so to speak? So there's going to be a lot of chances for that needle to move again. So that would be my uh, worry, I guess you'd say, if I were Ohio State. Now there's a guy whose NIL needle will move away from Ohio State and to somewhere else, Mark. That's That, to me, is the kind of guy. You are not going in and getting a guy from Houston too close to New Orleans. That's a dead song, I'm just saying. From that area, uh, that ain't happening, man. I've, I've, I've held out for that. There was Dwayne and I used to do shows upon shows upon shows about 315-pound guys from below the Mason-Dixon line, and uh, it never, ever happened. I mean, seriously. And Until they came here after they transferred, then they weren't even any good. Uh, uh, yeah, I – I had a conversation at a camp with a coach, and when I said that about uh, the quarterback getting a bag dropped on him, that was a quote from a college coach. Okay. Like, they, they were joking around, but this coach wasn't at the biggest program, and he was joking around, like, I'm just going to drop a bag on him. And, I, <laughs> and I'm trying to portray to the, the viewers that there's a mentality of coaches at the middle rung of schools out there that, you know what? You guys have been stepping on us for years, and we can't usually get players like that. But you know what? I can drop a bag on that dude now, and your colors don't matter was kind of his point to the bigger schools. It, it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. You know, like it, it's kind of like these guys in the middle rung of coaching can make a name for themselves just the way Tennessee did. Alex Golish is a head coach at uh, down in Florida now because of landing that quarterback and having a big year down there. and. These guys are capitalizing on taking those type of players, and it's giving them uh, run with the recruiting sites. You know, they get uh, recruiting rankings and pick this recruiter of the year, and so they land a player like that. All of a sudden, they're a hot recruiter, and they just got to drop a bag on someone. So I know I just digressed that I'm a yeah, you know. I agree. So, but that was that came directly from a college coach who was kind of joking when he said it. I was laughing, and I'm thinking. That is his only shot to get that player is to literally hand over the duffel bag full of cash at the visit and say, here's what we got for you. And and I just don't know how that plays in real life because, Dan, you drop a bag of cash on me, I'll be on the Michigan podcast tomorrow morning and I'll be wearing blue, you know, amazing blue. And, and that's just the way life works. And I just, you know, and until you see that bag of cash, all relevant decisions and your morals and all those things are never tested. We we usually don't get tested as human beings to our true morals with a bag of cash like that. And I just, I'm a, I'm, I guess my cynical nature is coming through and people st may start to see me as more cynical, but yeah, I, I just think in this day and age, we haven't seen the true wild, wild West of NIL. And this is not an NIL podcast. So sorry. Bill, I'll let you go one sec. Here's my thing. Tennessee though, has won a national championship that Peyton Manning went there. Um, Yes, to propel yourself from Tennessee 
back into a higher level, I'm with you. What I want to see is, and I think what you're saying is, someone, look, I'm going to use names here. This is completely hypothetical. I am not saying I know anything. Okay. Don't, don't aggregate this or whatever people do with what we say here. But hypothetically, let's say. I don't want to make fun of a mid-range college and say no, that no, you're no, mid-range. Good example. Let's use Toledo and Tavian St. Clair because you already used them. Okay. Let's say there's a Toledo um, alum who invented an LCD screen that's got billions. Yeah. And the, says, Sam, the Sam Boone Pickens or whoever, the you know. Or his brother T Boone Pickens, but I digress. Yeah. Um, so let's say that happens and they offer him. Then I think it's possible. And then you're looking at Toledo, you know, having a Mac level or, you know, elite level quarterback with some individual TV time and stuff like that. I get all that, but I got to see that one to believe it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty far down the, the trough, but yeah. It could happen. Yeah, this- this conversation reminds me of a conversation I had yesterday with with a uh, recruit. You know, I talked to recruits not only that visit, visited Ohio State this past weekend, but I also talked to kids that Ohio State is recruiting that visited other schools this past weekend. See what happened there. So uh, I'm talking to, to, to one um, recruit, and he just flat out said, I'm going to take my visits because I want to see – what each school, what they've got for me, what he's talking about. And it was facilities, Bill. He wants great facilities. Yeah, it was no, he wants to see what they've got for him because when he gets to these visits, then they put out the NIL offer and say, here's how much we've got for you. And, uh, you know, he wasn't really trying to hide anything. He wants to see what each school is going to have for him when he makes the visits. And that's a big, big part of his visits. And a lot of, a lot of guys are that way. Not all of them, but a lot of them are that way. I think it'd be fun if Bill just started reporting the offers from each school, if you could get it out of these kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I don't, and I don't think these kids are ever going to report it to us and, or report it to anybody. It's all going to be, you know, hush hush and rumored to be. And, you know, that's interesting. I wouldn't put anything past this becoming uh, so routine that eventually Guys like five stars cost one point six million. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that graph. Ten years from now, you're talking about streamlining a process. Nothing would surprise me. All right, we got to end this show. We go forever. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, I will be gone for uh, a week. Uh, Dave Biddle will be at the helm. You'll see these guys back on Thursday. Hope you have stuff to do between now and then. normal what's normal the paramount plus original series evil returns we've already hunted werewolves and demons and now what a baby antichrist <laughs> prepare yourself you will not beat us for the end i have visions of hell make it stop make it shut up you're not gonna survive this evil the final season streaming may 23rd only on paramount plus